Welcome to A Drop in the Bucket with Tim and Lisa. Real discussions on aging well and doing it your way. We will be discussing all things that may be on your bucket list and also those things that may be dropped into your bucket. Life is an adventure and the road ahead can be uncertain. Our hope is to open your mind to alternatives, new ideas and approaches to all things aging and to help you do it on your terms. Hi everyone, this is Lisa Stover, your host with A Drop in the Bucket. Today we have an exciting topic, and it's a topic that you probably have all heard about and may think you don't like, but we're gonna try and we're gonna try and turn that that thought upside down. Today we're talking about reverse mortgages. So reverse mortgages have had a bad name in the past, and some of you may have had a good experience. But many of you, including myself, never really knew much about them. So today, we're going to learn a little bit. Our guest, Mark Smolinski with One Trust, is an experienced senior reverse mortgage professional. His goal is to provide a better retirement for seniors. Mark has helped his clients navigate important financial, career, and real estate issues over the past 25 years. Mark helped develop a reverse mortgage program at Founders Bank in 2004 and has worked tirelessly to educate seniors on many financial opportunities, including the reverse mortgage or HECM, as they are known, Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. Mark has volunteered his time with several not-for-profit organizations, including Pathlights, first as an ambassador and now serving on the board of directors. He is also a member of the... National Aging in Place Council, and volunteers at Guardian Angels and Age Options to protect seniors from personal and financial abuses. He has volunteered with Rotary International as Rotarian District Leader. Mark is currently the foundation's president and is a past president of his local club. Mark delivers educational presentations to attorneys, financial advisors, wealth managers, and real estate professionals, and community leaders on the importance of balance between financial and personal needs. I am so excited to welcome him today. Hi, Mark. We are so glad to have you on the show with us today. Since I am your only host and Tim is not with us, I'll be, I'll be kind of directing us through these questions, but we're glad to have you. Welcome. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is such a such a subject, right? Because reverse mortgages in a lot of people's ears right now, many of our listeners are like, ooh, no, no reverse mortgage. But I've come to learn the value in a reverse mortgage, and I'm excited that today you and I are going to talk about what exactly a reverse mortgage is, who is it good for, when can it be used, so on and so forth. But I'd love to start with the history because I think it's best if we kind of go back to the memories that a lot of our listeners may have and debunk from there. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And and the history is actually pretty interesting. You know, you, a lot of people don't know about it. Great. Well, do do tell us. Okay. <laughs> Well, the reverse mortgage program actually has been around for 61 years. It did start in 1961 with a small situation 
with a small lender that was trying to find an avenue to help someone. We had a situation where the story goes is that there's a, a, a lady who has married and her husband passed away and wanted to stay in her home, but just didn't have all the financial need to do that and was looking for an option. And so a company that started out with these reverse mortgages came to this program. And from that point on, it gained a lot of traction to the point where in 1988, the federal government and Ronald Reagan, our president, put it into law. And so there was a lot of work that went behind it. It's never perfect, you know, when they start something new, but it is a program that is designed actually by FHA and is insured and guaranteed by FHA. So there's a lot that goes behind that. But like anything else over the years, you know, things are improved, they're reviewed and then improved again. So we've made a lot of improvements and today it's extremely popular program. Yes. Well, and and let's talk about what happened. What went wrong and why do people have such a distaste in their mouth for the reverse mortgage? Well, I don't know exactly because a lot of times people will have their own personal opinions why something doesn't work. And what it, I find is, is that, you know, when I ask people point blank, not to be, you know, um, intrusive, but, you know, to really find out because I want to know why someone says, I don't want a reverse mortgage. And they said, well, you know, I had a cousin who lived in, you know, California and they did a reverse mortgage and they passed away and the wife had some struggles and, 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 and they don't know what actually happened. So when I asked them, I said, so what actually happened, you know, and what was the concerns that you had? And usually I, I, 90% of the time we're able to, you know, help them through their concerns that they found they heard from someone else. It's like one of those stories, Lisa, that you hear a story and then it changes a little bit because someone else says it. And then the next story, someone else changes it. And all of a sudden it snowballs into something that doesn't really exist. Right. Uh, but, and but I, that's I, kind I, of what we find. Well, and I think people forget that it is still a loan. It's a loan. And it is a financial product, and you are borrowing money. So at some point, this money has to be paid back. And when things went upside down, when our real estate market took that big, big hit in, say, 2010, I think a lot of the problems came out of that because, because home values dropped, and now everybody was was trying to make a move and found out, oh, my gosh, I, I'm upside down. I have no equity in my home. And maybe it was never explained to them properly, or maybe they weren't listening. I don't know. But I'm, I'm with you. I think that there's always – there's stories that populate, and then it spreads like wildfire. You know that bad news travels a lot faster than good news, right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Okay, that so let's true. let's talk about the difference between borrowing money to buy a home, let's just say, and borrowing money with a reverse mortgage. So, no, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Let's talk about who the reverse mortgage is for. Let's go back to that. Who okay. gets a reverse mortgage? Basically, the FHA insured version of a reverse mortgage is for 62 and older. That would, if, so if you have a married couple, at least one of them has to be 62. 
If they're both 62 or older, that is fine. If one is 62 and younger, that's okay also. So you can still qualify for the reverse mortgage. At least one of them has to be. One of the things that are concerns is when you talked about a little bit about 2010, we all lived through that. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've seen a lot of terrible things with homes and values go up and down, not just reverses, but I was doing forward and reverse loans, meaning traditional mortgages like the 30-year fixed. And the nice part about the reverse mortgage is it's insured. And what does that mean? And it's guaranteed. What does that mean? Anyone who is 62 years or older, the product is insured and guaranteed, which means that you would never pay more than the home's value when you sold it. So if you got $100,000 today from a reverse mortgage and your home was worth X, when you leave your home 10, 12 years from now, 15 years, or you move to Florida or Arizona where it's warmer and there's snow snow, at that point, you're not responsible for that difference if there is a shortfall. But if there is equity in the home, the borrower still gets that. So that's an important feature. That, that really is, is an today. important feature, isn't it? it so is. so let's let's dig into that one more time. So sure. if you borrow, give us a scenario. Can you give us the scenario? Like give us a give us a, a, a Joe and Sue are buying a home in Arizona. How are they doing that? That's easy. Basically, if someone is buying a home and say they, they sell the house in Illinois and move to Arizona. Okay. And they sell the house here for $400,000. Okay. So they go downsize because they want to live next to their kids. And a home they find in Arizona is $200,000. So they have $200,000 in theory in cash equity that they put in the bank account and two hundred they can walk in the door and buy cash the $200,000 house. And that's what a lot of people do. But if you can recoup and save more of that money by using a reverse mortgage, it can put more money in the bank at the end of the day, which is all what we need to live in retirement. We need more money. We never have enough, it seems like. Right. But what the reverse will do, simply put, it will vary based on age because the more the older you are, the more you get. But generally speaking, if they bought a house in Arizona with $200,000 home they're going to purchase, we would give them a loan for $100,000. Real simple math. Then they use out of their sale proceeds $100,000. We give them a loan for $100,000, which equals the $200,000 purchase price. But instead of the scenario of using the majority of their cash or half their cash that they sold their house for in Illinois, now they're keeping more of that, like three quarters of it. So right. in theory, they sell the house here for four hundred, buy another house in Arizona for two hundred. We give them a loan for one hundred thousand dollars, and then they only have invested a hundred thousand dollars cash from the sale of their house. And they have three hundred thousand dollars in the bank because now you have three hundred thousand right. dollars in your bank account. But it gets better. It does, because you don't have a monthly payment, and you can live there as long as you want without a monthly payment, and then when you move out, or of course everybody passes away at some time, the equity goes to the family. And that is so such a, a great win -win. story. It is, really. And the other interesting thing about this that I'd like to dig in is that 
there is there's interest, right? So on the $100,000 that you have been loaned, right? You put $100,000 down, you borrowed $100,000, there's interest on that. But you give this borrower an amateurization schedule so they know exactly if they're there for 10 years, 15 years, exactly what they will pay in interest. Isn't that true? That is true. The uh, amortization table does go up to age 99. <laughs> okay. And, and it stops there. But, you know, if you live past 99, you know, that's okay. But, you know, it does show that. The amortization table is accurate. Thank you for bringing that up. It is. And and I want to I wanna dig in a little bit more because as I've begun to learn about it, and you and I have talked, and I've talked with financial advisors about this, you don't you don't have to worry about that interest because you could pay that on an annual basis. That is correct. You know, one of the features of the reverse is really attractive is that you don't have to make a home payment. You still got to pay your taxes, still got to pay your insurance always. But the key part of that is, is that when you when you sit down and look at your expenses every day to live, you have to have a quality of life. Everybody wants to have some level of quality of life. And so when you do have that interest that does accumulate on the loan, the people that forget about this, they forget that the value of the home goes up over time. So hopefully, hopefully, I mean, we're, we're counting on that. And typically, (laughs) typically over time it does, but sometimes we have a little dip and, you know, there's nothing that can really be done about that, right? The market corrects itself. And just like it did in 2010 with our, with our short issue, I mean, that was a big one, but that was problematic loans out in the marketplace. And we've we've made corrections in the lending world to hopefully write that and and we won't face that again, do you think? Or do you well, think Lisa, you're a very experienced realtor. You've been in the business for a long time. You have a lot of knowledge and and I appreciate working with people like yourself because I've been in the business for 20 years. And before that, I was a realtor for a few years. And I found that cyclical that things go up and down. Right. The benefit to the reverse is that if you are upside down, they call that negative amortization, the loan is insured, which means that you, the borrower, or the family member is not responsible for the shortfalls. So in 2010, when we were working through all these loans that were upside down and people had to come up with the differences on that, on those short sales, that was a very heartful, very difficult time for a lot of people. Right. When you're retired and you are 62 years or older, you don't have that responsibility. Your, Your loan is insured. It's the only loan that's insured that guarantees people that when they buy this house, they're never going to have a shortfall. They're never going to owe money when they leave the house. And the best part is, is that any equity over time, which we've seen a great deal of, has been still there for for the borrower or the family who who inherits the house. So it's a win-win. You're never in the hole. You never have to pay if you are short from the sale of the house to what you owe. And if there is equity, which 90% of the time there is, that is always there for the borrower to move on to the next home or take into use it to purchase into a nursing home or a nice uh, retirement facility 
or if it goes through the airs. So a lot of times, Lisa, we find that when people talk to me about the reverse and I have a nice kitchen table conversation with them, it's about finding out what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish is what my goal is. I'm not selling anything. I've been doing this a long time. My job is to try to find out what their needs are. If I could help them, fine. If not, I have a lot of resources, very capable people like yourself that could help me help people do whatever they need. That's but great. Sitting down at the kitchen table, that's what I do. And I love that. And and I think that as those of us who really advocate for the aging population, and this is really where I spend most of my, my space, we just want to make sure, like the adult children who may be listening today, that mom and dad are safe, that nobody's coming in and scamming them. And I think when an adult child hears that their 80-year-old parent just got a reverse mortgage, oh, they they're, the top of their head blows off. They're like, what did you do? That's so foolish. And I want to debunk that because I think that we're we're healthy as we age now, right? And I, I'm saying that wrong, but then, you know, 80 is the new... People are living longer, yes. 80 is the new 70, and we are. We're living longer, and we're needing to provide for ourselves. So tools like a reverse mortgage or a HECM, which is a, which is an abbreviation or an acronym for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, which is what Very you're good. doing... Is, is a tool. It's an investment tool and should be used that way to increase, to increase your ability to have more money in your bank account, right? That's the, that's the bottom line with this. Correct. Okay. Correct. I mean, when you, when you talk about your experiences of relocating your mom and, and you saw for firsthand what the difficulties and the challenges to navigate through those were, were accomplished when you sat down and had to learn through what options are available for helping your own mom. And you've taken that and kind of remolded that to help everybody else that you work with throughout your years of, of doing the real estate. And that's what I have done. I, I've sit down and listened to a lot of people. I talk with them about all the benefits they can try to get through the local council on aging. I work with the National Aging in Place Council. I try to do what I can to help work with organizations to provide resources that are available to them, not only the reverse mortgage or home equity conversion mortgage program, but anything that may help my clients. That is awesome. I love to hear that. So this sounds amazing to me. In fact, I have to tell you that I'm excited for when the time comes and we want to maybe get that home in a warm location, utilizing this program myself. I'm really excited about that. So tell me, it all sounds so great. Are there any cons? Is there anything that you would say is the downside to a reverse mortgage? Well, like anything else, there's pros and cons. And I'm always honest, and I actually would rather get these out in front when I talk with people at the kitchen table. I always want to talk with them. When you do a reverse mortgage, it's an FHA loan program. And anytime you involve the government with a loan program, it's a little bit more expensive than a traditional loan that you find. So if you look at most people understand when you bought your home, you got your 30 year fixed loan, it's the called conventional and the costs associated with are pretty standard. So anytime you deal with FHA, which includes the reverse mortgage, it costs more only because there's more securities 
and benefits to them in a lot of ways for, for people. So the cost is one factor, which is always disclosed up front in all documentation. And I go through it. I explain every piece of paper to everybody. And then at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of like, does, is, does there, is there enough money there in the reverse mortgage program to suffice the needs of that borrower? And sometimes the answer is no. I worked with a lady in Oak Lawn who was helping her sister try to get enough money for caregiving. And the situation was is that the money that we were providing through the reverse mortgage would provide it for a number of years, but it's not going to give her the money that she thinks for 10 years. Okay. okay? It's based on the equity, right? It's, it's based really on based equity. On the value of the home right. and the age of the bar. There's an actuary chart, and you have to go to that actuary chart to determine based on equity and this person's age, this is the amount that we can lend you. Correct. Okay. Correct. So it's not like, perfect in every situation, but for many folks who have a lot of equity, if not 100%, many of our clients have 100% equity in their home. This is a great correct. option. It is. It's a great option. And the other feature that comes along with the reverse mortgages, besides you can buy a home, downsize, move next to your family member and things of that nature, you can also use it in a line of credit. So if you refinance the home, which means that if you have no loan or if you did have a loan on the home, we would pay it off and provide a line of credit. So everybody knows what a home equity line of credit is. When you buy a house and you have a first mortgage, you can get a second mortgage. A home equity line of credit, you use it to buy a car or fix up the house or do a new roof or something like that. It's the, the differences between a home equity line of credit and based on fixed incomes of seniors makes it a little bit less of funds available where the reverse mortgage program is not based on income per se. It is based on the value of the home and the person's age. So that creates maybe more money because they're qualified to get more money under the FHA reverse mortgage program. So there's a huge difference. And one of the other things that I wanted to allude to that when you were talking about 2010, and even now today, when people have home equity loans, the values of those home equity loans can be taken away. They can, banks can change the amount of money that was made available to you. If you were made available $50,000, they can revert to that because of values going down on homes. They can take away that or close that loan on you. Where the FHA loan we, we talked about is called guaranteed, that can happen. So if they give you $100,000 or $400,000, they can't come back and readjust and say, oh, the house value went down and we're going to take some of that away. From right. You. Right. Home too. Right. So let's let's take this to a, more of a scenario situation. So if I if my mom were in her home and it were paid off and it were a four hundred thousand dollar home and she's eighty five years old and we've decided she's decided she doesn't want to move into a community, we want to get care to come into her home, explain how that can be used so mom can stay in place. It's it's so wonderful. So if you have a house that's worth four hundred thousand dollars and and your mom is eighty five years old, she would be at the higher end of what the funds are available to the program to her through the program. So 
it would provide that line of credit or a lump sum, or we can provide a monthly payment through the program to your mom for caregiving expenses. That's now, great. So- That's great. And I think a lot of people really want to hear that. There are a lot of people who want to stay home or at least want to stay home for a longer period of time, right? They may know that the time will come that they're going to need to go in to some sort of a community. But in the case of a couple where maybe, maybe the wife has dementia, the husband is fine. He doesn't want to move. Yet, if they move her, she has to go into a memory care by getting somebody to come in and help him, maybe not 24-7 or even 24-7, but by getting somebody to come in and help him, he gets to stay in his home, she gets the care that she needs, and then it doesn't disrupt their fixed income life that they were living. Correct. Correct. It's really we such have a cool all these challenges. Yeah. You know, as as you had with your mom, there's these challenges and everybody has a very personal situation. So when you talk about trying to fit someone into a box, the reverse mortgage program doesn't really have a box. It's really used to use it for whatever purposes that you find necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I rarely does does this happen, but I was talking with a client and I, I would ask him always, what, what's your challenge? What are you trying to accomplish? What would, what would you like to use the funds for? And then maybe I could help, you know, understand the situation better. And this one person said, I want to buy a motor home and travel to Alaska. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. That. That's a whole nother podcast. Because we yes. need to talk about that. <laughs> you can. You could use it for that. But I always how does that it. How does that work? You mean you're just taking, this is kind of a home equity line in that case, right? Because you're not, use, you can't purchase a motor home, right? You could. And consider it a home? Well, what happens is if you're still living in your home and you do want to travel the country in your motor home, you can't do that. So the loan is still taken out of your primary residence, which is the house you live in. So that is a possibility to travel around and do that. Okay, that is kind of cool. Who would have thought, right? So that's more of that line of credit, though. Yes. Okay. Okay. It can get get confusing, I know, and I I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but there is many ways of accessing the funds from the reverse mortgage. A line of credit sitting there for you is one of them. And the best part about the line of credit, again, which no other loan offers, is that we give you interest. There's a growth rate on that money. So if you have $100,000 sitting in your line of credit, your personal line of credit from the reverse mortgage, or $400,000 or more, and you don't utilize those those amounts of money, we give you a growth rate, which is interest on that money each year. So you're you're paying interest on the money you use, but gaining interest on the money that you don't use. 
I couldn't have said it better, Lisa. I love that. That is really cool. So that was something that I didn't know. So let's talk about, let's dig into this motorhome scenario a little bit more. Maybe not the motorhome, but I okay. want to buy a home in Florida. I want to buy a condo in Florida. I want to keep my home near my kids. But six months out of the year, I want to go someplace warm. How how it, how does that work? Where does does the the equity is reflected on the home that I currently live in? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. And what do we call that? Is that the reverse for purchase? Well, you can use a reverse for purchase. It has to be your primary residence. So if you said that you want to move to Florida where it's warmer and your primary residence is going to be the Florida residence, we can do a reverse for purchase, which we touched upon earlier. But the other way of looking at this, too, is that if you do sell the house for $200,000, okay, that's one way of doing it. But if we have your home as $400,000 and we give you a reverse mortgage, we can give you a lump sum out of that $400,000 value of your home based on the loan program to use it as a down payment for that Florida property. And still keep the home that I have as my current residence. Correct. And no monthly payment. So then, and that's great. So then you can really kind of weigh out is my is my home in this state versus the home I want to buy in this state, which is more advantageous, right? What is tax-wise, money-wise, where does it make most sense for, for me to have my primary residence? If you're kind of planning to do it 50-50 throughout the year, it's six months in one day, right? Yeah. To call right. it a primary. So if I did decide, oh, yes, I can stay in Florida for six months in one day, or I want to stay in my house six months in one day, it's really it's really kind of simple to work those, those logistics out, I think, right? For most people, I, it would be. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, most people understand that, you know, if they're going to go to Florida, they're not going to want to hang out in July, August, or even June because it's very humid down there. And they may come back to visit family in Illinois and stay here. Right. So that's fine. And it works out very well for a lot of people to have that second home and use the funds that they've built up over the years, all that equity that they have, and take it out to use it to buy that comfortable place in Florida, Arizona, wherever they want to move, and use the equity that they've established and not have a monthly payment to, you know, create more more of a financial burden. I love it. I get more excited every time we talk about this, to be honest with you. The one thing people have to remember is that you have to pay your HOA fees. You have to pay your real estate taxes. You have to maintain those two things. Is that correct? By all means. I mean, okay. regardless of, the, of home ownership and mortgages or anything else, you always have to pay your real estate taxes, insurance, and HOA fees to maintain that property. So, so tell me, what about an investment property? Is that kind of like purchasing that, that motor home? It's more like the second home thought process. So if someone said to me that they want to take the equity out of the home to buy a two-flat, so now they have income property. So you can utilize the funds, the equity, I should say, from your current home for any purposes, whether you want to buy a property or buy a motor home. So okay. you can use it. So the way the disbursement, I guess, it comes down to, and it gets pretty detailed sometimes, 
because there's so many options available, but you can take a lump sum for whatever reasons you'd like out of the reverse mortgage program at closing. Okay, so I know that we talked a little bit about this, but setting up a tax and an insurance and maybe even an HOA escrow, how does that work? That is an option that you can do on your own. So, you know, you and I have seen a lot of people like to pay their own real estate taxes. Every year they just pay it and write the check and do it. Sometimes they want to have an account set up, an escrow account set up to pay their taxes insurance like most people do. When you buy a house, a little bit of money goes into your account each month out of your payment, and then they pay your taxes for you and insurance. So the reverse is it's like everything else. It's backwards. So what we do is we fund your escrow account. So if we determine that your escrow account for your taxes are, say, uh, 5000 6000 a year, and we say your insurance is 1200 a year, so we're going to put... $2,200 or $6,200 every year is going to be accumulated in that one account that's going to put aside from your reverse mortgage. Let me clarify that. So if we say at the end of 10 years, you needed $80,000 for your equity, for your taxes and insurance to be paid or homeowners association dues are paid and it takes 10 years and it's that much money we can put that aside into account for you and pay it automatically. So you don't have to do it. So it doesn't have to be done. And this is great for adult children who are helping their parents with finances to budget properly and kind of get things set up in advance. Like you said just a couple of minutes ago, Mark, a lot of people like to stay in control of this, but it's nice to know that there are options and ways to, you know, pre-plan these types of expenses. And I, I love that. So there's just so much, so many opportunities. I also know that you can now get a reverse mortgage at 55. So how is that program different than the 62 and older program? Is it different? Oh, Lisa, that was a secret. We weren't supposed to talk about that. I'm sorry, (laughs) but you know, I'm so excited. There's, there is the ability to actually, this is something that's relatively new. It's happened probably within maybe the last five years or so. There is, FHA has their own program. It's an FHA insured and guaranteed loan program. And then what we have is we call proprietary reverse mortgage programs. These would be for 55 and older individuals, meaning that you can reduce the age through 55. So you can get a reverse mortgage through these proprietary reverse mortgages, which do the exact same thing as the FHA version. It's just that you can do it earlier in life. So if some people are retired early or are still working, you can still work and you want to buy that second home, you can utilize the reverse mortgage to take the money out of the equity that you have in your home without having another payment to put down on buying another property. So yes, you can do that. It's called a proprietary reverse mortgage program. Is it more expensive? Does it cost the borrower more if they're under 62 to do this program? No, actually it's realistically, it's actually cheaper because it is a proprietary type program. We don't have to pay private mortgage insurance. So that's a cost that FHA charges, and it's not charged on the proprietary. So you're actually cost less. Huh, 
that's interesting. And it's still a government-backed loan. It is a proprietary lender-backed loan. So it is not backed by the FHA okay. pro company or the government. It's not backed by the government, but it is the same guidelines that it that has at the end. So the most important thing when you talk about a reverse mortgage, when you pass away or you move from a home, you are not responsible for the difference if you were upside down during that that time frame. So it still has the same benefits at the end of the day. The differences between the FHA reverse mortgage program and a proprietary program is that there's different guidelines that come along with it that makes a little bit more flexibility hence the 55 or older versus 62, but also it has a larger amount of money that's available to you. So these reverse mortgages that are proprietary can be jumbos that will do $5 million homes, $14 million homes. It can go up to lending up to $4 million on a property. Wow. Fascinating. Really fascinating to me. Oh, I, I had something on my mind, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm just so full of questions. So let's, let's, let's talk about that scenario, that Arizona scenario, right? We bought a, we bought right. a little condo for 200000 We sold our home here for 400000 We decided we'd do a reverse mortgage on the new one, and we'd put $100,000 down and borrow $100,000. That gives us an extra hundred to keep in our bank account. But now... It's 15 years later, and my wife and I, my husband and I, we've passed on this $200,000 condo that we purchased, and we, we borrowed $100,000, is now worth three fifty. Tell me about how that plays out. Sure. So like any other loan, we can't forget that we always have interest charge or whatever we borrow. So if you borrow hundred grand from a reverse mortgage program or anywhere, you, you're going to pay interest, of course. So on a reverse mortgage, you don't make a payment. So that amount of money that you owe, $100,000, will go up over time because we're, there's interest accumulating on that loan. But if you sell the house, and I don't have numbers in front of me, but we can run through any scenarios with anyone that would like to see it, is that that $100,000 today you would owe in five years could be $120,000. I'm just making up numbers. I don't know. Right. If that's no, the that's thing. fine. But five years from now, it could you could owe $120,000. But at the same time, as you point out, the $200,000 property is now $300 or $350. Right. So, yes, the loan amount has gone up, but so is the equity in your home. Exactly. So the heirs have to pay the loan off. When I pass away, they pay the loan off, but the remainder, the equity, is is still there. Not, that, hasn't, that hasn't been touched. That is correct. It's such a great, it's a great program. And I, I hope that our listeners today have really enjoyed this because there's so, there's so many great ways to use this product as we're all, you know, thinking about the future and, and retiring well and you know, worried about, am I going to have enough for retirement between Social Security and maybe a pension and what we've saved? Have we saved enough? But this is yet another tool in our belt to help us live our years out and really enjoy them, right? I mean, I'm, I'm so excited about it. So let's, 
Let's talk about one more thing if we can. I could probably go on and on, but how does one go about getting? Like, what does it take to get? Are there expenses? Is there, I, I think there's probably some education that you need to go through, but tell us about that. What does it take to get a loan, a reverse mortgage loan? Sure. And you bring up a very good point. There's documents like anything else. You have to prove who you are. We have to get a driver's license from you with a picture on it. Yes. <laughs> or or state ID works. The amount of information we need is very minimal. So we just need to know what your social security benefits are and things of that nature. But realistically, just to start this question and answers of whether or not it reverses something you'd want to do is that just you would call me and just say, this is my scenario. What can you do for me? You know, we're not talking about anything as far as, you know, what the money is or how it is. It's more of what, how the process through it. So we need a few things to get some facts and figures. Then we come back with a proposal that once the proposal has been completed and you like what you see, or you want to tweak it, or you want to change it, you're more than welcome. There's several programs that are available, including fixed rate programs too, and adjustable. Then the next step is, is that once that is completed, then there is counseling. So with FHA, they always require counseling. And what is counseling? Counseling is basically going to review the information that I've shared with you. There's three pieces of paper they go over. They want to make sure that everybody understands the program. Once counseling is completed, you do an application. We complete an application. Out of pocket, there's really two things. One, there is counseling. There is a cost to that. It's about $125. You pay that through a credit card to the counseling agency. The second thing would be the appraisal. So we do re request that you pay for the appraisal through the appraisal company. So that's not a problem. Usually, if there is any other concerns, we can always work through some things also. But basically, once the appraisal is completed, we process the loan and within 30 days, I say 30 days or less, we usually can complete the, the process. Especially if it's a purchase, those are always put a little bit front forward because there's contracts in their states and times that it's got to meet for everybody's right, right. closing the deal. So the expenses is two things. One is counseling. One is the uh, appraisal. All the rest of the costs are rolled into the loan like normal loans. No one pays for the cost out of pocket. You could if you want but it's not required. And it's, the whole process takes about 30 days or less. Wow. I, I hope that everyone has really enjoyed this as much as I have today. It's always eye-opening, and we're here to talk about, you know, aging and doing it on your own terms. And this is just one more way, one more product, one more avenue for you yourself or maybe for a loved one, a parent, to help you navigate through the through the expenses as life goes on. I mean, we know that life is expensive. There, inflation is a real thing. It's happening out there. Getting home care, getting care for you know a loved one, or figuring out how you're going to pay for things and still maintain a good lifestyle is really tricky. But this is a this is a product that could help a lot of you. A lot of people could be helped by this, and I love digging in and debunking some of the scary things about it because I don't think it is that scary. In fact, I think just the opposite. It's exciting, and I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of using this, and, and maybe I will. I hope I will. I, I think that it's just a great 
product to have. Well, I, I appreciate that. And oddly enough, I, I do a fair amount of reverse mortgage for people who are in the real estate profession. And, and that they use it for several things. One is they're retired. Two, they can use the money out of the equity they have in their home to go buy some investment property. So there's advantages to it. But I think the, the takeaway here is what I'm concerned with all the time and, and people deal without. And I've, I've seen a situation where I went into someone's home and they have a few canned goods and the things in the refrigerator or minimal. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, and I don't want people to do without. So as, as you and I both work with senior organizations on a regular basis, we see the challenges, whether it's caregiving, living in our home, or just want to relocate to be closer to their family to get that assistance sometimes. Right. Or just to be close to the grandkids, which are wonderful. Right. Uh, the takeaway here is just ask. Uh, all yeah. I could say is that people need to be informed. Right. Investigate your options. I love that's it. What I, want. I agree. Get information. And that's what that's what we're all about here is just giving information so that people can be be well informed, better informed. I always encourage my older clients to have adult children present when we meet, if we're talking about their home and what comes next. I want full transparency and more eyes and ears on the process, you know, is better. Then nobody feels like anyone is having the wool pulled over their eyes. And we also get a lot of questions answered because what you're, what I'm going to remember from an appointment and what I'm going to remember to ask, especially when I'm in the heat of it and I'm thinking and listening, might be different from what my son or daughter would ask, right? And and this way, we're all on the same page. So when someone does move forward with the decision, we're all of one accord. We all understand it basically the same way, and, and that's important. I agree 100% with that, Lisa. You are right on top of that because I think that it's really important as we all age, we may need more assistance and we don't want to keep the kids in the dark. I think that if any time we can get them involved and if they want to be involved, it's important. I always want to make sure that the transparency and full disclosure is out there so they know how to handle what needs to come next. You know, eventually, like we talked about, you know, everybody's going to pass away. It's just what it is. But, you know, so if the kids are informed when the reverse mortgage starts sometimes, it's easier for them to take care of things when things are completed. Some of the money that you can use from reverse mortgage would be to take care of those final expenses. So when that happens, it is easier for everybody. But, you know, the, the key thing is, you know, try to get people that are involved in the family that should be involved. Sometimes it's not good to involve some family members, but the key we find is that the ones that are there and supportive should be there. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. What a great session. I'm so glad that we did this, Mark, and I really appreciate that you are so knowledgeable and able to share with us the the real the real real about this this product, the Heckam, the reverse mortgage, whatever whatever direction someone wants to go, whatever they want to call it, but it's um it's just really great information, and, and it's great to know that you are really plugged into your community and to the well-being and welfare of seniors. It's, there's, there's a lot of things going wrong out in this world, 
and we want to focus on what's going right and where can you find the right information and who are the right people to deal with because abuse and fraud, we're all afraid of it and we're afraid of scams. And so we want to bring everything into the light and and find the best solutions for the people that we care about. And this is a great place to start. And I, I'm, I'm so appreciative. So we thank you for being on the show today. And we'll see what our audience responds and, and what kind of feedback we get. We may, we may talk about it again. I may get people asking for your contact information. I hope I do because it just sounds like such a great program to me. So thank you. Thank you. And, and thank you again, Lisa, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I mean, when someone like yourself with the experience you have, you know the value of things that you need to get that information out. And this is just one way of doing it. I, I, I'm really an advocate for working with seniors. I just left the board meeting. I work with Pathlights as a board member, and we were talking about caregivers and, and responsibilities and distant caregivers, which makes things even more difficult. Yeah, challenging. It, it's there, there's a lot. There's a lot of information to cover, a lot of things to talk about. But for this topic, I feel like we covered it well. And to our listeners out there, please let us know if you have questions and would like any more information. But we thank you for tuning in today and checking us out. And we'll catch you next time. 